this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the hindu's podcast in focus i am dinakar peri defense correspondent of the hindu and will be your host for today on the early morning of june 27 explosives were dropped inside jammu air station at two locations injuring two personnel and it's believed to have been done using drones the first such incident in the country so this has raised a whole new debate on the challenges the threats from terror groups and so on uh, since the attack the national investigation agency has taken over the case and last week director general of jammu and kashmir police dilbag singh said the pakistan based terror group Lashkar-e Taiba was suspected to be behind the attack. Uh, responding to questions on this issue, Air Force Chief Air Chief Marshal R K S Bhadoria has uh, called it a terrorist attack, which they attempted to target the Air Force assets. But of course, the attack failed. And he also said two different kinds of explosives were used. And on the challenges faced and on this kind of threat, to, in, in response to questions on that, he said they have been analyzing the situation for a while. been looking at the capabilities which non non state actors can bring in and they are also preparing for it all the plans have been put in place he said sops standard operating procedures are in place for for the air force on how to handle such a threat and since the attack there also been several sightings of drones in the jammu region indicating just the potential of such attacks the chief of defense staff general bipin rawat also spoke on this issue where he said that the threat from drones exists not just from non state actors but also state state as well as non state and he also kind of uh, delved into the certain capabilities existed and the services are in the process of adding on to those capabilities and building on to those capabilities so to discuss this issue further on what it means and where are we and what is the way forward we have we have with us group captain rk naran who just retired from the indian air force he has been working extensively on this issue, on this subject on on these issues for some time and has also written a very exhaustive and informative book titled india's quest for uavs and challenges welcome group captain naran thank you thank you dinkar sir uh, before we uh, begin just please give us a overview of you know what kind of a threat are we facing and if you can just take us through where are we in terms of you say the handling this threat dinkar this is the first armed drone attack on india as you said and drone threat existed for some time in the last few years and uh, i had written a paper as you uh, called out uh, armed SUS swarm the big threat of small us in 2019 what is this threat why these drones have become a challenge were drones not existing earlier how come these drones have become a challenge uh, many countries have been operating a drone the new aspect or the new angle of threat comes from the small slow and low flying drones in fact surprisingly the smaller slower and lower are becoming difficult because air defense setups of armed forces around the world i am not talking of india around the world are 
more tailored to pick up threats which come from bigger airborne platforms and faster airborne platforms. So that's why this threat has emerged for most of the defense forces around the world are not prepared. And remember, a country like Saudi Arabia, which is fairly well off in economic and even military terms, it's got latest weapons from the best uh, arms manufacturers of the world, faced the armed attack, armed drone attack in 2019. And despite taking, uh, you know, uh, counter drone measures uh, in June 2021, again, one of its air base, uh, airport was attacked. So similarly, there were drone attacks on uh, President of Nicaragua and there were many other like uh, weapon storage areas in Ukraine. So incidents are many. In fact, if another example I would like to quote is uh, armed drone attack on Russian and naval air base in 2018 in Syria. Russia is a leading arm manufacturer. Even it faced challenges in countering this threat. So uh, threat is there. And uh, since uh, there is a, uh, I wrote a paper in 2000, it means India as well as the world powers were aware of this threat. And uh, mark my words, uh, this issue was taken seriously and countries around the world are preparing. The attack does not mean that we didn't have anything. Attack just means that we, we were waiting for the perfect system to be deployed. And the uh, Indian public and private sector was uh, actively involved in the, uh, countering, uh, developing these countermeasures uh, in, uh, you know, uh, to anticipating this threat. And now this threat has come. Now we need to prepare. Yeah. So you made this distinction where you said the air defenses are, you know, in a, are catered for a certain threat perception. The anti-drone is a different, you know, paradigm in that sense. So, can you just uh, give a, a brief overview of where the anti-drone development is uh, as a technology and, you know, as, as, as an industry? See, there are two, three systems which are needed to counter this threat. You need a detection system, you need an identification tracking, and then you need neutralization system. And since the size of these threat is very small, and secondly, Many such, uh, most, most of these drones are made of plastic or such materials which do not have a uh, much uh, radar reflection. So the challenges are new and so the detection and neutralization system also have to be modified or new systems have to be found. So for detection, there are radars with uh, different performance characteristics will have to be built with which many have built and uh, some are in the process of development. Uh, radio frequency, picking up the radio frequency between the operator and the drone or the transmissions of uh, GPS. Uh, these and uh, third uh, most important system which comes out is acoustic, basically sound of the drone. These sensors are going to be the new detection systems. Coming to neutralization system, uh, the radio frequency jamming, GPS jamming, GPS spoofing, lasers for hard kill, microwave uh, systems for uh, damaging their electronic circuits. These are the main uh, neutralization systems, though people have tried using nets 
uh, you know, uh, airborne launched or gun launched or various things. And similarly, people have also used birds. But I am not taking them as a serious uh, system, except nets. Good, Captain Narang. So, uh, to the next question. Uh, so, can you give us a sense of where the country is, where India stands in developing counter drone technologies? And probably you can just briefly touch upon how the, uh, the drone industry itself is in the Indian. So, because they actually go together. Yeah, uh, world over, uh, this technology is still evolving and it's a fact which has been acknowledged by uh, global manufacturers directly or indirectly. And uh, the, the, this also can be related to the fact that nobody is so far uh, ensuring 100% uh, you know, counter capability against small, slow and low drones around the world, uh, this, uh, and which includes some of the best arms manufacturers. So it's a capability which is evolving and uh, drones is a technology which is also evolving. So development is taking in a parallel manner and uh, coming to India, um, you know, DRDO, BEL, BEML had demonstrated their counter drone system. Some of them their own, some of them in collaboration. So capability is there. Similarly, Aero India 2021, there were some private sectors who had demonstrated their systems. And there were some examples of collaboration. But I think they were in the promising Indian uh, original OEMs uh, who could uh, be a promising. And I, here I would like to quote the role of Meher Baba, IDEX and Technology Development Fund. And I, I, I would uh, really compliment the Indian Air Force for initiating Meher Baba. Can you just in a line say what Meher Baba is for the benefit of the audience? Yes. Meher Baba US SWAM competition was uh, initiated by Indian Air Force when Chief of Air Staff declared on 8th October 19, uh, 2018 uh, to develop, uh, uh, to conduct a competition for developing a SWAM in India for humanitarian assistance and disaster relief operations. Today, we have, and in fact, you can see uh, how many uh, um, academic institutions or industrial uh, entities have demonstrated SWARM. And if you go back two years, nobody thought that SWARM will be built in India in such a short time. So effectively, Air Force has a play in advancing the SWARM development by almost a decade. And uh, I, I think we, uh, Indian Air Force and uh, others must leverage the same Meher Baba competition. IDEX or TDF for developing a counter drone uh, uh, capability. We do have some of the public and private sector players. But remember, the threat is huge and India is a huge country. We have a legacy system. We have new system. They have to be integrated. You have, you have to have a command control system. So there will be too many uh, nitty gritties or systems or technologies which would have to be developed. Then they have to be scaled up. So this is where the role of Meher Baba, IDEX and TDF will be in developing indigenous capability in developing this counter drone uh, capability. I would also uh, take this uh, discussion to a next level that attack is the best defense. And remember, if you go back to 15 January 2021, India demonstrated the armed swarm during the Army Day Parade. So that indicates that if one drone could create so much of problem uh, or a concern in India. Imagine if you have a capability to launch 100 drones or 1,000 drones. 
so attack is the best defense in in a way so here i would like to you know emphasize the need for developing a robust drone and uh, associated technologies within the country captain narang coming to the next important part of it so we discussed so far the uh, drones and counter drones and the manner of dealing with the threat now comes the bigger aspect of the policy framework in india in fact we are just witnessing the civilian drone market booming there have been a lot of requests to you know using employing commercial drones civilian drones for commercial purposes I mean, we already seen uh, uaps being used say for uh, for uh, marriages and so on so for photography and so on such things and it's only going to go in a commercial way and there has been some progress on bringing a national legislation etc so can you give us sense of uh, where that is and what is the proposed legislation uh, remember uh, who carries out such attacks is it the people who follow the rules or who do not follow the rules even today we have large number of drones which are lying or which are not registered or some are uh, or some are not registered many are registered so it's not the people who want to follow the rules the people who want to follow the rules in fact if you have a complete data of them it is much easier for you to find out a rogue drone remember china has a uigur problem but they have 1353 uav manufacturers and they have 33000 a uh, 33000 uh, registered uavs and more like more than 3 lakh users and that is able, uh, enabling them to capture about 70% of the global uh, drone market i'll also like to quote america also faces uh, several threats but it has got about 8 lakh more close to 9 lakh drones and about 2 lakh 23000 drone pilots so i think your own industry curbing your industry any knee jerk reaction what will happen your own industry will stop doing research and development and today uh, what we could show a swarm uh, during army day uh, you will stop that r&d and you will become more of uh, a importer because if you are not developing technology uh, you will have to get it and remember this drone technology is not what uh, we face today this was only a trailer the adversaries are or 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 these terror elements being you know trained by some state non state actors are likely to become more sophisticated if you are going to be, uh, get a more sophisticated threat and remember uh, china has already shown the drone swarm in the last 2 years including the armed drone swarm and china, uh, pakistan's drone industry i had analyzed good about 4 years ago uh, uh, in in a paper which is also included in my book that pakistan also has a fairly decent small and tactical drone industry so our threat is not going to be uh, remain stationary at this level to counter such threats you need more robust counter drone and more effective and uh, uh, you know uh, attacking capability means uh, if you have offensive capability you will deter your adversary and that will come from your industry and if we start importing it will have a large impact on our uh, modernization and especially the threat is increasing to india uh, as has been shown during the galwan and uh, you know our relations with our western neighbor so it's a time that india does not do a panic uh, uh, does not resort to a panic measures rather 
create an infrastructure while you take all the precautions to ensure that all safety precautions are taken and necessary security uh, uh, you know measures are taken place but also ensure your drone industry and the counter drone uh, manufacturers their uh, uh, approvals and certifications are uh, streamlined in the sense they are single window you ensure everything is checked but they are simplified so that people who want to develop the your capability within the country and remember india also needs the money a drone industry will get you jobs it will get you money it will get your um, simplify your future of uh, india if you don't do it you will import it from other countries people are looking at different capabilities and especially your adversaries have a much uh, you know robust drone industry it becomes even more important that you have a enabling uh, uh, policy framework which encourages innovation on that in fact you made a very very uh, important point on the legislative front you know not to go for knee jerk reaction but rather in- encourage and support the industry and the, the local development so on that on that part so there there are there are some legislations in the works right now i mean we have been following it so w- what is there in the legislation which is being put, put through the works at the moment and and from that you know what is there in the text in the fine print and what what specific changes would you say suggest or recommend you know india first time uh, drones came into limelight when india imposed uh, ba- india banned uh, drones in 2014 but uh, the, it also started the work on legislative uh, framework and uh, first civil aviation requirement on operation of remotely piloted aircraft systems was published on 27th august 2018 which came into force on 1st of december 2018 however we were not technologically ready and there were a lot of challenges uh there thereafter uh, some lessons were learned in fact i published the paper india's drone regulation 1.0 progress policy gaps and future trajectory in late 2018 in apa journal of uh, caps so it needed to be reviewed indian government came up with the unmanned aerial systems rules 2021 on march 12 2021 and remember indian government came up with lot of uh, proactive initiatives like beyond visual line of sight operations autonomous operations drone ports and uh, utilization of drones was seen during the lockdown and the surveys anti locust agriculture swamitva mining oil plume phenomenal uh, uh, you know potential in drones however are we ready with an enabling environment here i would have some reservations because this us rule 2021 has some of the provisions which probably despite good intentions could become counterproductive to our overall objective of becoming atmanirbhar bharat and remember the indian prime minister at the chaired a high level meeting to discuss uh, these drones rules and uh, prime minister resorting to review of rules within 3 uh, to 4 months of issue indicates that uh, he uh, our country understands significance of enabling regulation so there is a lot of uh, uh, roadblocks our drone and component manufacturing approvals and licenses have increased many folds which uh, need to be reviewed drone testing side which is the basic pillar of developing drones in india civil drones in india was notified in the car in 2018 23 us testing sites were there however there was only single point coordinate in that uh, us car 
how can a drone be tested in a single point coordinate uh, those who understand the geography or the coordinates you need a horizontal uh, area to be defined and vertical which were not defined and they were not corrected even in the us rule so so far no testing site has been made operational out of the 23 which were notified in 2018 and us rules failed the another challenge which comes is the drone testing height has been limited to 15 meters 50 feet those who understand aviation how can a drones limits because testing site is used for testing the limits of aviation platforms so if you have to test the limits you have to check the vertical limits how high it can go how fast it can go but these limitations um, would make the drone testing sites not an enabling uh, ecosystem the next part is drone certification india had registered 20600 drones till june 2020 however there are much larger number who are in the unregistered category and nobody is taking making effort to register them because uh, they cannot be because they are old models or maybe i think they lack some you know money required to modify them is more but so far out of even those registered 20600 dgc has certified had certified only 41 uh, drones or rather they given them uins then they um, some a year ago they realized the challenges and they collaborated with quality council of india quality council of india in turn uh, co-opted two certification bodies in the private sector for taking up the certification of us and they started a pilot project so far that pilot project could not be completed and with the coming of the us rules new conditions have been imposed and no us has been certified by the qas so only 41s who were given provisional certification so our certification is a weak mechanism even it does not end here so far qci has been mandated to certify drones up to 150 kg what about drones which are higher than big 150 kg then comes the research and development which is the second basic pillar of any industry the uh, the us rules limit the rnd to only four entities startups manufacturers uh, higher education institutions and registered rnd organization even these four entities have to be registered and the defaulters are penalized and heavy penalties are imposed um, another the third uh, challenge is number of approvals which are required for different uh, entities like wire less planning uh, uh, and coordination wing of uh, ministry of telecommunication ministry of home affairs mod director general foreign trade and bcs of ministry of civil aviation so and dgc is separate so you have every entity the manufacturers operators training organizations have to go to each of these entities take approvals and there are no timelines defined for their approvals which is a biggest problem single window clearance no accountability the next subject is now uh, us rule also came up with the subjectivity some of the discretionary powers and some operating limits as i had told you operations of uh, hire so these are the issues which are going to be a hurdle and they need to be corrected that's quite a quite a detailed uh, you know explanation on what is there and what has to you know how things have to be taken forward can we can we add two three points in the one line sir please go on yeah i think there are uh, some critical issues which um, you know indian uh, eco drone ecosystem lack they know rnd ek uh, setup in the ministry of civil aviation that's why integration of us is facing lot of problems 
there is no uas or uh, drone integration roadmap and there is no higher organization like drone commission to do this thing unlike many other uh, thing drone industry is surviving on exemption also i would like to say lastly that productivity linked uh, incentive should be uh, uh, you know extended to the domestic drone industry to achieve our aim of uh, india becoming a drone hub of the world so indian drone industry is a very promising industry which can transform not only the drone industry and create jobs but it could become a stimulant for revival of aeronautics manufacturing industry thank you thank you thank you very much for enlightening us on this on the on the issue good day thank you so much sir thank you thank you dimul and this is the end of the show of uh, in focus we'll we'll meet you again in the next session thank you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon